Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End of Time Blog podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and on Sundays, it's a good time to ponder who God is. He is worthy of service and worship. And we've been taking a look at God's attributes each Sunday. Remember, God's attributes are not parts that make up a whole. Everything good that there is, is 100% contained in God. He is 100% beauty, 100% aseity, 100% omniscient, etc. He is complete in himself. And we look at each attribute in relative to his other attributes. Now, usually on Sundays, I've been publishing three short definitions of God's attributes. But this week we come to the attribute of his love. The love of God is a really important one to ponder all by itself and to spend a little bit of time on it. We must understand the attribute of the love of God because it has become, sadly, misunderstood and abused in these past recent decades. As R.C. Sproul said, quote, Regrettably for us today, however, I don't think there's any word in the English language that's been more stripped of the depth of its meaning than the word love. Due to the shallow romanticism of secular culture, we tend to view the love of God in the same way popular music, art, and literature view love. Yet, the Bible says God's love is far different and greater. R.C. Sproul went on to say, whatever else God's love is, it is holy. His love is therefore characterized by the qualities that define holiness, which is transcendence and purity. And that was R.C. Sproul. So with that in mind, let us take a close look at the love of God from a piece published by Don Fortner I found at Grace Gems. Now, Grace Gems usually publishes things from hundreds of years past, all the old guys, the Puritans, 1800s. But Don Fortner was a pastor for 30 years in Danville, Kentucky. From 1950 to 2020, he lived, and he faithfully declared the gospel of God's free grace in Christ at Grace Baptist Church. And he also was a widely published author and conference speaker. So I'm going to read this piece by Don Fortner called The Love of God. Everything else from here on till the end when I say is Don Fortner, former pastor of the Grace Baptist Church of Danville, Kentucky. The love of God. God's redeeming love is particular and distinguishing. Those who declare that God loves all people alike, the saved as well as the damned, greatly tarnish the love of God, reducing it to a fickle, helpless, frustrated passion. But that cannot be. The love of God is like himself, from everlasting to everlasting, 
immutable, and sure. A.W. Pink said, Nothing is more absurd than to imagine that anyone beloved of God can eternally perish. God's love is effectual and saving. When Paul says, Nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, the word us refers to God's elect, those sinners who are actually saved by his grace. There are some people in this world whom God does not love. The scriptures state that in clear and unmistakable terms. Psalm 5.5, 5, Psalm 11.5-7, John 3.36, and Romans 9.13. Don Fortner continues, and there are some whom he does love. They are his elect, those who are chosen of God, redeemed by Christ, and called to life and faith in him by the Holy Spirit. To tell sinners that God loves them regardless of their relationship to Christ is either to assure them that God will save them without Christ or to imply that God is weak, mutable, helpless, and frustrated. Surely God will save those whom he loves if he is able to do so. And he is able to do so. God's love is more than a sympathetic passion. It is his determination to save. Because the love of God is in Christ, nothing can separate us from his love, for nothing can separate us from Christ, says 1 John 4, 9-10. The love of God has been and forever is manifested and revealed to sinners in the sacrifice of of the Lord Jesus Christ as the sinner's substitute. Here are three characteristics of God's love, which set it apart from any other thing that is called love. One, the love of God is free and unconditional. God's declaration concerning the manifestation of his love to his elect is this. I will love them freely. Hosea 14.4 That simply means that God's love toward us is an unconditional, unqualified, unmerited, and uncaused love. God does not love his elect because of anything amiable and attractive in us. He says, Jacob have I loved and Esau have I hated and that before either had done anything good or bad, that the purpose of God according to his election might stand, not of works, but of him that calls. Romans 9.13 and 11. Not even the death of Christ caused God to love us. Christ's death as our sin-atoning substitute is the result of God's love for his people. John 3.16 and 1 John 4.10. Second characteristic of the love of God is the love of God is eternal. He says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31.3. Try to get a hold of this. 
As God the Father loved his Son from eternity, so he loved his elect from eternity. As the love of God is in Christ, God's love for Christ and his love for us is the same. Only faith can grasp this blessed truth. It is higher than reason and emotion. God loves his elect in Christ. And as he beholds his people in his dear son, he loves us as he loves his son, delights in us as he delights in his son, and is pleased with us as he is pleased with his son. This is exactly what our Savior declares in his great high priestly prayer in John 17, 23. Thirdly, the love of God is immutable, irrevocable, and indestructible. God's love is not like man's love. God's love does not change ever, under any circumstances or conditions. Having loved us from eternity, he will never call back his love in time. There's nothing we can do to destroy or even lessen the love of God for us. John 13.1 We did nothing to compel God to love us, and we can do nothing to repel God's love. The love of God is not dependent on our faithfulness to him. Malachi 3.6 The freeness, eternality, and immutability of God's love to us in Christ means that our everlasting salvation is a matter of absolute certainty. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And we know the love of God by the gracious operations of his love, which he has performed on our behalf. All the acts of God's grace performed for his people in time are expressions of his love, for us from everlasting. The very first act of God's love, as it is revealed in the Bible, is election and predestination. Ephesians 1, 3-6, and 2 Thessalonians 2.13. No one believes in the love of God who does not believe in election. And no one can talk about the love of God in Bible terms who does not talk about predestination. Election and predestination are eternal acts of God's amazing love toward hell-deserving sinners, such as we are. Secondly, the love of God is revealed in the redemption of our souls by the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5.8, 1 John 4.10, and 1 John 3.16. We read the love of God clearly spelled out in the precious blood of Christ. The love of God is not fully revealed and made manifest in Christ's incarnation, nor his example, nor his doctrine, nor his prayers, or nor even his life of righteousness, but only in his blood. Had Christ done 
everything else and left this undone, had he not poured out his life's blood unto death for the atonement of our sins and the redemption of our souls? We could never have known the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. But because he died for us, his love is made manifest. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my God, should die for me? Thirdly, the new birth by which we have been born into the family and kingdom of God is the result of God's love toward us from eternity. Our regeneration came in the time of love, Ezekiel 16, 6-8. The effectual call by which we were given faith was the fruit of God's love. And our adoption into the family of God was the work of our Heavenly Father's eternal love. 1 John 3, 1. Fourthly, our preservation in grace is the work of God's love. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. Song of Solomon 8, 7. God's love toward his people is invincible and unquenchable. There is no possibility it will expire. The black waters of our sin cannot extinguish it. And the floods of our unbelief cannot drown it. With men, nothing is stronger than love. His love for us overcomes every obstacle that might stand in the way of our everlasting glory. Every sinner loved of God from eternity was redeemed by Christ at Calvary, shall be called by the Spirit in time, and shall be saved forever. And that was um, a piece written by Don, um, Don Fortner, who was a pastor for 30 years in Kentucky, about the love of God. I especially liked when he emphasized our, the love of God toward us is in Christ. And since Christ, he has loved Christ since eternity past and will love Christ through eternity future, his, and since our nesting is in Christ, God's love for us is eternal. It's amazing, it's transcendent, and it's not at all like man's love. It's not romantic love, and it's not frustrated passion. It is pure and holy. It is secure and eternal. It's transcendent. And I hope that you cling to this idea of God's love, his attribute, 100% perfect, directed toward us, his people. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful Sunday.